Have you wondered about living elsewhere in your retirement? Well, we have almost daily. No, it's not a simple decision, especially when two people are involved. Hi, this is Gil and Jean of Retire There, a podcast about retirement destinations. We live in Brooklyn, New York, having grown up and worked in this area of the country. We're hoping to relocate when we're both retired. For us, it's the weather, the chaos, the noise, and the yearning to be near nature and not within three feet of human beings. <laughs> That's right. In February 2020, we embarked on our journey to find that special place. We spent a week in Winter Park, Florida, which is beautiful, but something said it wasn't for us. As we were planning for the next trip, the pandemic arrived. Jean then gave birth. I gave birth? To this podcast. With so many baby boomers retiring, many must be relocating. Why not connect with and learn from them? Here's a little background about us. I'm Asian, born in Brazil, and grew up in Flatbush, Brooklyn. I'm an engineer turned attorney turned podcaster. I recently retired from a university career practicing higher education law. I love the academic environment, but it was time to do something else. I no longer have to set an alarm, drive in BQE traffic, or work with people who don't always share the same principles. Oh, did I just say that? <laughs> you bet I did. I traded all that in to binge crime dramas into the wee hours just a little bit to develop the podcast, to volunteer, practice metal smithing, tackle our possessions. No regrets so far, Jane. I'm not Asian, and as Gil mentioned, I'm not retired. I'm just plain tired. Born and raised in Long Island, New York, a place I always wanted to leave. I'm a law librarian working in a court who loves his job, but we're retired by the time we select our ideal location. We will be speaking to folks from across the street to across the globe who have moved to their dream venues and more. So please stay tuned. And remember, if you know anyone who has moved anywhere for retirement, let us know. Thank you. Hi, all. Today, we will feature a discussion with Melissa and Guy Hoagland, who retired to Asheville, North Carolina from San Diego, California. Yes, we are finally covering Asheville. Gil and I have been looking at Asheville for over two years, but for one reason or another, it never came to fruition. So we're fortunate to have this couple who accepted our invitation to talk about the city. We even planned to visit Asheville in early 2020 when COVID hit and put the kibosh on that. Asheville is a popular retirement city located in the mountains of Western North Carolina. The city seems to have much of what many retirees want, including a temperate climate, beautiful scenery, a thriving art scene, an eclectic food and drink scene, inexpensive education opportunities at UNC Asheville, many opportunities to stay physically active, and proximity to the Blue Ridge Parkway. A number of well-known movies have been filmed, at least partially, in and around Asheville. They include Last of the Mohicans, The Fugitive, Hannibal, Hatch Adams, Nell, Forrest Gump, Dirty Dancing, Bull Durham, The Hunger Games, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. And now a little about our guests, who happen to be our fourth and fifth physicians on the show. Yeah, we should get some medical insight here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Guy Hoagland was born and raised in New Jersey. He attended Dickinson College and the University of Florida School of Medicine before completing his internship and residency. He founded the Henshaw Health Center in Pennsylvania in 1987 and later opened an internal medicine practice in Florida. He became board certified in multiple areas and worked as chief medical officer at Southern Care Hospice before retiring at 43 
in 2001. Wow. Oh my God, that sounds like decades ago. Oh, because it was. <laughs> he then embarked on a two-year transcontinental RV trip with his family, covering 42 states. Before working as a church administrator and founding two nonprofit organizations, he led medical and other mission trips to New Orleans, Belize, Guatemala, Haiti, Jamaica, and Kenya before relocating to California and eventually Asheville in April 2022. He currently enjoys owning his photography and wood turning skills and exploring the local trails. Melissa Hoagland was born in York, Pennsylvania, moved to Allentown, Pennsylvania as a teenager and attended Dickinson College, where she and Guy met, and then Stanford University School of Medicine. She completed a residency in anatomic pathology, interesting, at Johns Hopkins Hospital before joining the pathology faculty at Penn State's Milton S. Hershey School of Medicine. After becoming a stay-at-home mom, homeschooling four children wow. and community activists, she served as chief navigator and education coordinator during her family's extended RV travels. <laughs> Melissa is now a writer and activist with a focus on climate change mitigation. I love that, by the way. And earth stewardship. Having completed Stanford's online certificate program in creative nonfiction, hmm. her hobbies include reading, writing, yoga, and hiking. Welcome to Retire There, Melissa and Guy. We've heard some wonderful things about Asheville. What drew you there? <laughs> I can start. <laughs> we didn't actually start out thinking that we were going to retire to Asheville. We were living in Florida, which is pretty much where everybody thinks of going to retire. And then uh, we spent some time in the Bay Area in California, San Francisco Bay Area. And that was actually where we thought we were going to retire. But with the drought and fires and stuff there, we just really decided that was not a viable place to grow old. And we went to San Diego from there. Our daughter was living in San Diego, so we thought we would give that a try. But San Diego had the same fires and drought. So at that point, we began a, a really sort of methodical search for a place to retire. We were looking to find a place that would be a sustainable place to live in terms of the climate change things that we were seeing. You know, we had a couple factors in mind. We wanted to stay away from coasts and rising sea level. We wanted to move north to get away from rising temperatures near the equator and tropical diseases that were going to be spreading, uh, but not too far north because we didn't really want to be cold. And we didn't really want to be someplace where there was really short days in the winter. And we wanted to live someplace that had a sustainable water source and a reasonable infrastructure. So we kind of took those criteria, just kind of started looking around the country. Guy was interested in maybe even retiring someplace abroad, but three of those four kids are currently in the States and I wasn't really willing to go that far away from them. Some of the places that we looked at that fit our climate criteria were places like Buffalo and Madison, Wisconsin, and Denver and Boulder, Colorado, but they were all either like too cold or too far north. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we had been through Asheville uh, when we were on the RV trip. I mean, you guys described so well what the things are that appeal to retirees in Asheville. I feel like there's not really anything more for us to say. <laughs> okay, on that note. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I think one, one of the things 
that appealed to some retirees and was important to us is that this is an area that appeals to young people. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> this is not an over 55 community. And, you know, we want to be around real live people, not in the villages in Florida. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, w- I was a little surprised to hear you say that it's like a really popular place to retire because we did not think of it as all- at all as like a retirement place. Mm-hmm. Even though we were moving there to retire, we just thought of it as a really nice small city. It's I think it's got like 80,000, 90, 80, 90, 90,000 people, big enough to have some of those amenities, not huge like San Diego, where you feel like going to get groceries is kind of a safari. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I feel it's a popular retirement place because it's different from you know 40, 30 years ago when people retire think, oh, Florida, mm-hmm. uh, over 55 plus, com- uh, 55 plus community. Now, retirees are different. And I don't like that word, but anyway, retirees are different these days. I think they look for active retirement, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And Asheville is a place also where it's it's an open-minded place. I think a lot of people are into that. And for that reason, I think these days it is a popular place. So many people we hear are at least checking out Asheville. I think one of the things you say there is the open-mindedness. People who are getting old and are frightened about losing losing things and being safe and want to be in a walled-in gated community, then there are places for that. Sure, yeah. Prison would be an option. I love it. (laughs) But for somebody somebody who wants to be alive and interacting and still growing and doing things, then this this is a place where that that goes on. And I think you're right. You know, people, people are not not looking at retirement the same way as my grandparents looked at retirement. Uh, Um, Retirement used to be, you know, you, you got, you lived through the depression. And if you could find a place where you would be housed and fed and safe, that was what was primary goal and live your life out that way. And now it's a matter of continuing to live your life. You just change your schedule and change the fact that you don't have a job that you have to be at. Those are excellent points. In fact, one of the um, deterrents, if you will, for us, well, for me, was the um, inability to get to an international airport within 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And even though it's not a concern for many, and Gene's looking at me because he thought I was insane for putting that down as a criteria. That was one of the things that, I guess, for me, didn't make the list. For Ashley, you're talking about. Yeah, because I, I loved everything else. The community, from everything we've read, friends of ours are still considering Asheville as a place to actually go, Nancy, mm-hmm. and because they visited, I think, four days about two or three years ago, and they fell in love. They even found a place. They, the, <laughs> My girlfriend, she wanted to buy it, and uh, her husband said, uh, it's a little too soon. We're just here to look around. <laughs> you know, and she said, I know exactly this beautiful little place that I want. So. We have friends here who travel extensively. They're nearly retired. The one is retired and the other is nearly retired. They travel internationally all the time. They really like it here. They just go to the Asheville airport and get a short flight to Atlanta. And from Atlanta, they go wherever. So, you know, we had the same idea that we wanted to be someplace, particularly with one of our kids in Scotland. But the travel has turned out to be really, really pretty easy. The Asheville airport is a nice... It's nice to be able to go to a place where you can get through security in two minutes. 
And then you go change planes in Atlanta. So we've we've done traveling without without it turning out to be inconvenient. It's not like some people I know in the Midwest where when they were coming to the Caribbean for service work, you know, it takes them 24 hours to get there because of yeah. changing planes, mm-hmm. and connections. Mm-hmm. And from here, you know, there are multiple flights. You go to Atlanta. From there, you go anywhere. Yeah. You've also gone from here to to Washington, D.C., and then get flights from there. That's a good I mean, idea. It has to be said that it is not as convenient as like Central Florida or San Diego or San Francisco, you know, where, where it's right there, but it's doable. Mm-hmm. For those that are looking at Florida, the Orlando airport just opened a, a new international terminal. Now, if you are, sw- are going internationally and have to connect to a domestic flight, you actually have to change terminals and go through security all over again. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. is really not a fun thing to do. <laughs> Guy just right. went to, yeah, he just went to Jamaica a week or two ago. And it was not a fun trip. It was, well, it was not a fun flight. The trip oh, was okay. The trip was good. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so interesting that they did that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're avoiding Florida mostly. <laughs> Another <laughs> anyway. reason to cross Florida off your list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So where are your children, the others? They're uh, scattered in the U.S.? Yeah. The one in Scotland also has our only at present grandchild. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, of course. Right. And then yeah. we have uh, our second son and his wife are in Missoula, Montana. Okay. Our third son is in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and wow. our daughter lives here. So we've got at least one of them close to us. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, we've heard a number of couples we've interviewed who kind of want to be near their kids as well. But on the other hand, there's a couple who moved to Costa Rica. They say that they see their kids more or are able to spend more quality time with them when they come back to the States. One's on the East Coast, one's on the West Coast. And one's in Canada. And one's in Canada. So they try to station themselves. But in the end, they're looking to come back to the States, though, because of uh, Medicare. They retired like yourself before Mm -hmm. 65 Mm -hmm. and didn't have they didn't have insurance all right let's go to housing so did you purchase a house do you rent what did you do we rented for the first year we were here we had looked at the real estate summit once we made up our mind we were going to move here but the housing market at the time was just red hot and houses were going they would appear on the market and they would have multiple offers in the first 24 hours well over asking price so we decided that we would rent for a year we did buy a house we're actually closing on it in june congratulations Uh, Yeah, but I kind of liked that we took our time more, particularly because where we started out thinking we wanted to be is not where we ended up deciding we did want to be. So if we had bought before actually spending some time living here, I don't think we would have been super happy with where we ended up. Did you buy a place close to town or close to the college? Um, It's close to the college. It's at the north end of town, kind of at the northern end of town. So it's like 10 minutes to drive drive into downtown. That's not bad. Can you tell a little about the prices of of real estate there, houses, first of all? I don't know where we are on national average. I know cost of living in general, something just came out recently, and Asheville was at 106% of the national average. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of fuss here about how high the cost of living is in Asheville, because it's the most expensive place in North Carolina to live. But when you back up and realize that it's only 106% of the national average, 
average, it's really not a real expensive place comparatively across the country. So certainly coming from California, you know, from own something in California, it's a it's very, very affordable by comparison. And even by comparison to um, the coast of Florida, it's very affordable. Are you talking in terms of a cost of living or housing? Both. Both. Okay. Both. The house we purchased is probably the least expensive house we've had in the last 20 years, whether California or Florida. So the prices are going up. Asheville has seen like real estate prices go up roughly 20% a year for the last several years. Wow. So the acceleration is there, but the total cost relative to the rest of the country Mm. still is not not real high. And the same with growth, you know, um, people in Asheville are concerned about how quickly it's growing and whether they want people from Florida or California to move here. Mm-hmm. There's actually a significant significant minority of people who really don't like Floridians moving here. They they call wow. them call them halfbacks because they <laughs> because they they've moved halfway back to New York and and the northeast. Yeah. You know, they've retired to Florida and now they're moving halfway back. <laughs> Or they call them Floridians. Floridians is another. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. But the growth here has been around 10%. So way lower than a lot of growth numbers for areas of Florida, for example. It's growth for this area and means there have to be changes in infrastructure and their balancing priorities and all that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. relative to the rest of the world, it's not it's not exploding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not inexpensive. And the housing market, particularly in the city, is still very brisk. Our daughter has also been looking for a house and the inventory is pretty low right now the in- inventory of houses in Asheville is less than a third of what it normally is wow. for this time of year wow and so that results in sort of as a matter of routine most houses are going for higher than the asking price still which i uh, the real estate market i think in other parts of the country has cooled more if you are comfortable living in the Asheville area but not in the city itself houses are much more affordable if you are outside the city limits or if you are in one of the smaller towns around Asheville. The price of houses, I think, drops off pretty quickly as you leave the city of Asheville. Sure, that makes sense. Even only, I would say, you know, a 20-minute drive out of the city, the houses are a third less expensive. Can you give us a range in terms of figures to give us an idea? We certainly appreciate that compared to California or New York City, what kind of range are we talking about in in Asheville? If I assume you guys are outside the city, or are you... We're sort of at the edge of the okay, city. Okay, okay. So, so we we'll still have city. We're, we're within the, the boundaries of the city where we're purchasing. I mean, we wanted to, it was sort of a compromise because I have really enjoyed living in the rental this year, being able to walk to downtown. And Guy kind of wanted to be out, you know, in the hills and the mountains around where we are is a little bit of a compromise. At the upper end of the spectrum, for like a 4,500 square foot house, you're probably looking 
at a million five wow. or a million seven. Okay. If you're in the city of Asheville, mm-hmm. where if you're out in a smaller, you know, in one of the smaller towns or out in the country, we have friends who live in one of the smaller towns up on top of one of the mountains in a lovely house that's probably about 6,000 square feet. And that's basically what they paid for that house. So it's half again as much house on twice as much acreage for the same price. Wow. Um, at the smaller end of the spectrum, the thousand square foot range, give or take a little little bit. If you're looking for a house in Asheville, you're probably looking at $400,000 to $500,000. And if you get that same house, not in Asheville, you're 15 minutes out, right? 15 minutes out, you know, you're looking at more like $300,000. It's a significant difference. difference. So so price per square foot, you know, as you're looking is probably four to $500 a square foot around the Asheville area. And then it drops off to three hundred dollars a square foot, three to four hundred dollars a square foot outside. Mm-hmm. Some of the smaller houses and older homes are under $300 a square foot. Even the higher end of what it costs to purchase an existing home at $500 a square foot around Asheville area proper is still less than building a comparable home, which is going at $600 a square foot. Wow. wow. There goes, there goes and, my and idea of building. And that's, all, and that's all relative to Northern California, which is going at $1,100 a square foot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's, that's, that's another so universe, bad. though. Yeah, it's another universe. Exactly. What, what about rentals? Yeah. What do they go for? Rentals. So we have a 2000 square foot house, roughly. And what do we pay? Twenty seven hundred dollars a month. Oh. Twenty seven hundred dollars a month. Our daughter was okay. renting a twelve hundred square foot house for sixteen hundred dollars a month. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. There, there is a housing idea. shortage, you know, in the area which the city council and the county recognize. And I know that there's been some construction, recent construction, some of which is more like affordable housing for working poor, but there's a, there's a pretty good sized unit that's going up south of the city by 20, 25 minutes. That's a, it's like 300 units. I think it's apartment style living or condos or whatever. Those are being specifically sort of marketed or targeted toward the over 55 age group. Oh, okay. Rentals are still pretty hard to come by, I think, in Asheville. I, I do think that it's starting to ease up some. It lags behind the population still. So I'm curious, you mentioned that you originally were aiming at a different part of Asheville and you wound up purchasing somewhere else. Mm-hmm. What was the difference between the two? I'm wondering because you had planned on the earlier one. The area that's growing the most is to the south of Asheville, headed toward Hendersonville. There's a commercial corridor, a main road that has commercial growth all along it. And that's where a lot of the growth is. And off of that corridor, there are multiple developments occurring, a lot of them gated, that are up in the hills. So you have a view. And you are close then. Because it's a commercial corridor, you're close to shopping. There's a mall down that way. The airport is south of the city. So you're, you have access to all those things. 
but you're you're not within walking distance of the city at all. Traffic. By going to the north end of the city, where it's a long walk, but we're within a mile to a mile and a half of of walking into the north end of the city and walking for coffee and going to different stores and that sort of thing. It's less commercial. Uh, you know, there's no commercial corridor up that way, but it it allows us to to be closer to the city, really closer to the center of the city. It's probably less traffic too, right? It's all residential. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's it's less traffic in that way, but but it's all smaller roads as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, um, I mean, as we were looking at the south end of town and we, we started out, you know, looking down there. So we got um, some of our services, you know, we, we chose places down in that direction. And the more we drove on that card or that, um, I guess it's US 25, but the more we drove on that card or the more we realized that was really going to be unpleasant for driving into the city a lot, that it was only going to get more congested as the area got built up. That area also has, you know, improvements being done on the interstate. So it's all being geared to to more people coming in. Yeah, they and are. And so there's accessibility to everything. You know, there there are ways to get to everything. But in a sense, we're, we're sort of in a quieter corner of the city that backs up into hills so that there's no there's no main road that's going to be put in through the mountains there and through the hills. Okay. So it, it will remain a quieter corner of the of the city. So Melissa, where you guys will be living soon, is it walking distance to the local areas where you had mentioned like the coffee shops or do you need a car? We'll need a car to get like into the downtown area if we want to go there. There are two coffee shops that are at least theoretically within walking distance. <laughs> Walking distance to coffee shops is very important to me. <laughs> That's one of my criteria, actually. Yeah, right. yeah it is. So it's, it's a little over a mile. Yeah, it's a little over a mile. Um, <laughs> Look at that. And you're walking He's along. Like, Don't get a mile. <laughs> yeah, right. And and it's and it, it's a long kind of a country road that does not have a sidewalk on part of it. Uh, but I mean, distance wise, it's not awful. That's why I said it's theoretically possible to walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's one okay. one section of it that doesn't have sidewalk. Right. So. Yeah. Guy is trying to make it sound more appealing. Yeah. We're <laughs> hopeful that they'll put a sidewalk in. There's only that one section. There's sidewalk before it and there's sidewalk yeah. after it. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so uh, weird, yeah. This little section doesn't have a sidewalk, so. Yeah. 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 It's also, you know, it's pretty close to, our daughter told us that it's very close to four separate ice cream places. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the same. That's so funny. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, we, we live in a section of Brooklyn that, and Jean's going to laugh because I should be walking more, but I want the coffee shop, like maybe, I don't know, like a few, I don't know, a few blocks away. And and right. that's asking for too much, I suppose. That's not what you want. I've even gotten, less than a block away. You know, I've even gotten <laughs> to the point where I use my laptop a lot. I'll just drive over to Starbucks and set up shop. Right. And, you know, it's fun. I find that now that I'm retired, there's no rush and I've been kind of putting together the family history and I enjoy just walking, you know, over there doing that and then getting a cup of latte. If I had to walk a mile or even three quarters of a mile, I'll probably just stay at home. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you, if you live here and you choose to live, you know, within the city, I mean, our daughter's living in West Asheville now, there's four or five places that are, that are that distance away and we can walk. There's three places that are Mm -hmm. just a short distance away here. From your rental. Yeah. What about taxes? As far as taxes go, the taxes—I don't know numbers yet. They're higher here than.
than they were in Florida. To some extent, you know, I think you get what you pay for. A lot of people who live in Florida have raised their kids and don't feel like they want to be paying taxes to support the schools, which I always thought was really stupid because that's a benefit to society as a whole. That's not just if you have kids. There's income tax here, which, um, you know, there, there was not in Florida. I'm pretty sure the real estate tax is higher here than Florida, but it's not nearly as high as it was in California. On a tax assessment, the the house our daughter is going to be moving to, the tax assessment was essentially $200,000 and the property taxes were $1,239 for 2021. For the whole year. You're in New York. Yeah, that's the whole year. Wow. That's great. That's that's nothing. She's in in West Asheville. Yeah. So the property taxes, I don't think are dramatically different from Florida, but there's a, there's a state income tax as well. Let's go into healthcare. You're both physicians. What do you think about healthcare in the area, or is it too early? Uh, no, it's not too early. Healthcare in the area has had a really good reputation. There's a proposed expansion of healthcare services because of increasing population. Um, hospitals in North Carolina have to get what's called a certificate of need to expand, much like Florida. So it's not just it's not just free market healthcare. The state regulates how many hospital beds there are and that kind of thing. Um, And so there was just a a certificate of need approved for Advent Health to expand by 60 beds on the west side of Asheville. Um, It's being contested by the competitors. But for the most part, about 90% of the healthcare in Asheville is supplied by one hospital system, which is Hospital Corporation of America. Um, It had been a nonprofit hospital that sold to HCA. And since it sold to HCA, there's been a lot of complaints about services and monopolistic practices. And um, so there's some dissatisfaction with healthcare in the area, but that's the big hospital system. There's also Advent Health and a second uh, hospital system called Party. So basic healthcare, you have your choice, really. Uh, when it comes to more specialized healthcare, then the choices become narrower. And um, most of the complaints we hear and see in the paper relative to the healthcare is not so much quality of care, but billing practices and just difficulty dealing with Hospital Corporation of America, how they how they arrange things. They've gotten fined for not publicly posting clearly what their fees are and that sort of thing. So that's that's the company that Rick Scott used to run. And so if you like if you like the way Rick Scott did things in Florida, you'll like the way Hospital Corporation of America runs. Oh my goodness. Um, Hospital Corporation of America is the entity that has the largest Medicare fraud settlement in history. It's a company that carries a burden of its reputation. <laughs> Not a lot of but people the, know that anymore, though. But the care, we don't hear people complaining about the care that's provided at the hospital. It's more related to Man, management billing. billing and that kind of thing. Right. Um, and I don't think it's that different from a lot of other places. No. Yeah. yeah. No. You know, certainly the medical care in Brevard County, Florida, was among the worst I have ever seen anywhere in the nation. You know, people are largely unaware of problems with health care. Um, Florida has has some of the worst health care in the nation in terms of outcomes, um, in terms of cost and the amount of fraud that goes yeah. on. But it doesn't deter people from going to Florida. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it's so interesting. Right? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I received AARP newsletter. I actually find the newsletter and its magazine very interesting and full of information. And Gene said, you never picked that up in the past. <laughs> because, you know, you turn 50 and you get this like, oh, exclusive 
membership. <laughs> but the articles are very, they're very helpful, I find. For the most part, the articles are well written. So I looked at their website yesterday and thought, oh, maybe I'll do a little volunteering. I looked at their fraud because I, I, I did some of that in my past life, investigating fraud. And this was something that I thought, oh, let me help out. There's a facility in New York City. And that section I know is a regularly reported section. I hear about all these frauds and scams. And it's so unfortunate that people with incomes of just Social Security right. are being ripped off left and right, but they don't even know what questions to ask. It's so unfortunate. And the more I read about it, the more I felt so overwhelmed. I went for a cup of coffee. Let's just say oh that. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but no, th there's a lot of fraud, and it, it's against the yeah. quote unquote elderly. It's very and, sad, yeah. And and that's why that rings so true about Florida. But people just, I don't know what it is. The draw. All right, that's that's. It. What about finding primary care physician? Was that difficult for you? No, I think it was pretty easy. There, there were enough that you have your choice to choose a primary care physician. Yeah, we had enough people who were living in the area, you know, who could give us recommendations. The first uh, office that. That I tried, it just was, it was not a good fit personality wise, mm -hmm. did not have trouble finding somebody that we felt comfortable with. Oh, that's great. And the wait wasn't long. Too. No, I think actually that's, that's unusual compared to a lot of places we've looked at in terms of primary care is such a shortage nationwide right. that it can be really difficult. But here, there's enough primary care that you really can get in um, and have a choice. That's good. Yeah, I um, think it was. I think it was like maybe a one month wait, thirty okay. days. That's not so bad. I mean, considering yeah. I had to wait, oh I my saw goodness. my primary care about a year ago, and she said, "I will schedule you in today." And I said, "No, I'll call you next week." And she said, "No, I am booking eleven months away." Yeah. And I thought, "Oi." So I'm I'm curious. You said you chose Asheville because of its sustainability. What exactly struck you about Ashley in that sense? Well, for starters, you're allowed to say climate change here in the local government, which you're not <laughs> allowed to say in Florida. I mean, they, there's actually an acknowledgement that there that things are changing and that there needs to be preparation for it. So Henderson Hendersonville just hired a sustainability planning director, you know, and Asheville has kind of a similar approach to things. So in the sense of infrastructure specifically related to climate change, there's that. And, but then the other thing is just that there is, you know, good infrastructure in place for services like water, you know, and the hospital system and that sort of thing. But I mean, having said that, we did have a, an episode, I guess that was in January, in the wintertime, yeah, where there was a problem with one of the water stations and there was widespread water outages. There were widespread okay. water outages that lasted a couple of days. Well, they had the main, they had a line freeze they, at it, the water pumping station. Yeah. So I know water is a big problem in a lot of parts of the country, but it's and you had that little problem there a little while ago, but generally it's not a problem in Asheville, I assume? No. I mean, when I'm talking about water availability, you know, a, a part of that is just like the water supply. And I mean, there are no issues with the water supply here, okay. which there clearly were in both Northern California and Southern California, yeah. and they're only going to get worse. And even in Florida, you know, the water table is dropping and there, there's a concern about saltwater intrusion that will happen there as sea level 
level rise continues. That was one of the things that we looked for. If you're thinking about sustainable water supplies, you know, your best bet is a place like someplace around the Great Lakes where you have large freshwater lakes available. In some respects, Asheville was a little bit of a compromise because we didn't want to be that far north and because we wanted to be someplace where we would have access to, as I said, kids who are really scattered all around. Right. So Asheville's kind of in the middle of where they all are, if you take Scotland on the one side and Montana <laughs> on the other. Right. How long did you guys live in Florida? I forgot. 1992 to 2015. Oh, okay. No, I just wanted to mention to the audience because we're referencing the mm-hmm. state. Florida a lot, yeah. yeah. Did you live there full-time or was it part-time? Uh, it was full-time until 2013 and then part-time. And then we moved to California okay. in 2015. Yeah, but okay. we, we with the home in Florida, we went back there and got another home within about yeah, a you year. You make it more complicated. But. Well, because <laughs> we actually were living part-time in Florida up until April of last year. Ah. Yeah, we spent some time in Florida. So you're had- coming up to about a year in Asheville now. Right. This right. April, understood. Yeah. Let's move on to something fun. We've heard that Asheville is a, a foodie's dream. How are the restaurants there? Let me put it this way. We just went to the farmer's market this morning and the grocery store yesterday. But I think that's the first time we've been to the grocery store in three weeks. Oh, <laughs> we eat out because, a lot. <laughs> because we just go eat out. <laughs> we are so we are so alike. Oh, by the way, one of my criteria, which won't be met, I know, is uh, not to have to cook, but not to feel guilty about not cooking. And that. And that that in and of itself is an act of, uh, you know, yeah. great anxiety. Um, yeah, I, I felt like when we moved here, we felt like the food scene was, I mean, not all, totally as good as San Francisco, but really pretty close in a lot of respects. You know, there's not quite really. as much depth in a sense as San Francisco, but the, the variety and the quality is just about as good as San Francisco, which is about as good as it can get. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, good to know. And is it as pricey as uh, San Francisco? Francisco? No, nowhere near. Okay, no. Good to know. Good to know. Oh, wow. but, you know, there's a really wide range of really expensive fine dining down to eating at a picnic table next to the river oh, or at like the brewery that. that overlooks the river yeah. where there's a food truck. Yeah, there's a right. significant uh-huh. food truck community here, which we find a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, are they all like in a general location or just scattered? No, they're scattered, but there are, you know, there are apps that tell you where the different food trucks are. And we have New Belgium Brewing that's right on the river. And at the brewery, they have this big open area that overlooks the river and they don't serve food, but they have a different food truck there every night. Wow. So, so you can go have dinner and overlook the river and it's been really nice. And some people keep track of which food truck it is. We just we just go there and see what the food truck is. And that's <laughs> yeah. what we're having exactly. to eat that night. <laughs> so so tell us what's one of your favorite food trucks? Oh the what's, bun. What's that? Yeah, the um bun intended. Bun intended. Is which is bun. yeah, which is bow buns. And then there's a pizza one that we had that I cannot that remember the good. name of that was like probably oh. the pizza I've ever wood, had in my wood fired pizza in a pizza truck. Yeah, that was great. Wow. We but, were just talking about that. But bun intended is bows, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bow that's bun. so funny. I love it. I love it. What about food shopping? How's that in the area? Oh, that's really been nice. So we've got regular grocery store. There's a, you know, Ingalls is a grocery chain, which is a reasonable average kind of grocery chain. We have Publix. 
which is throughout the Southeast. And that's usually really good produce and really good bakery goods. Then we have within Asheville, we have three Whole Foods markets. Oh, my goodness. We've got Trader Joe's. We've got yeah, Harris go. Teeter, two fresh markets. Wow. And then we have, we have farmers, tailgate farmers markets that are almost every day of the week. That is wow. so nice. Who needs Whole Foods when you've got those? <laughs> yeah. So you have exactly. your choice. You know, it's just not far to go to any of them. And that's the beauty that we hear about Asheville. You know, it's the availability of arts and good food and fresh food, actually. And the restaurants that are walking distance are all pretty, um, I would say, diverse. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, There's a wide range of kinds of food, wide range of, you know, how formal or informal and price. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, And and let me ask you, you may not have been there long enough. And We generally ask this question to people who have moved overseas. Have you met many expats? So my question to you is, have you felt that there are a lot of transplants in Asheville? Or do you do you have you had the sense that, oh, every a lot of people are are from around here, locals? Yeah, I think most of the people. Yeah, I think most of the people we've met have been uh, transplants. You know, there are a significant number of transplants and there are people we've met. One woman who is trying to connect all the people that are transplanted from California and have them get together. (laughs) (laughs) So you might miss them. You might miss the California. There are a good number of transplants, but I, you know, I don't feel like I don't feel like day to day you notice one way or the other. You know, who's been here uh, and who hasn't, and has been easy making friends. Yeah, I think it's it is a really friendly place. Um, and and because it's small, you know, it's a city of ninety thousand. So it's in some ways it's a big town. <laughs> it's not a city, <laughs> and that's that's part of what we liked about San Francisco being a small city. We're we're not fans of New York and Philadelphia and that kind of city. We like that it's smaller, and I think people are generally really friendly. We laugh because uh, before we moved here, we we came and visited, and we we parked in a parking garage that's that serves an older building that's a residential building. And we came out one day and there was a typewritten, printed little piece of paper underneath our windshield that said, go home. (laughs) (laughs) It said, tourists are ruining Asheville. Go home. You're not welcome welcome here. And somebody had taken the time to print these things out. I mean, it was cut out of a sheet of paper. So they had printed up a number of them. And they were putting them on people's windows. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny! You know, and I'm so glad you said that. It. They they made a whole number because I would have taken that. So you know me, it would personally, been like, yeah. What? <laughs> a- anti Obviously, it's somebody yeah. who's just not happy, and we laughed because <laughs> we ended up renting down the street from the oh no from the minor league ballpark here. Ah, and the minor league team is called the Asheville Tourists. <laughs> Is it? And they've, wow. they've been called the Asheville Tourists since 1924. If you're in Asheville and you don't like tourists, you want it to be like it was before 1924. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. No, no, I have to ask one more thing. Okay. Because we read that this kind of changed the vibe of Asheville, that there was this big mall coming in. Is that true? 
you know, people complain about changing the vibe of Asheville. And and certainly as Asheville grows, it's probably less bohemian and less rural, you know, less, you know, off the beaten track right. than it was 30 years ago and 20 years ago. And, mm-hmm. and that's just a function of growing and populations are going to move a whole lot more in the future than they have in the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, that's a good perspective. I, I think to a degree it's true. There's no place like it was in the past, except one that has kept people out. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like, Life changes. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you either grow or you die. There's no in right. between. <laughs> <laughs> this is coming from a doctor. So <laughs> this is what you say I to everyone, right? Look, we're all dying. We're dying as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's just a question of what you want to make of it. So I, right. I think technically it's true, but I think realistically, you know, every place is growing and changing, and there's some things you miss and some things that are better. But I think the, as I said before, the the growth rate here is not astronomical. So, you know, there are are things to be dealt with and and it and it does change over time. I'm like with the restaurants, you know, right. it's just a fact that, you know, restaurants come and go. It's not a it's not a mm-hmm. business that generally you leave to your grandchildren. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. It just doesn't happen. Many of them don't want them. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I was thinking like we knew what certain areas were like growing up, for example, Soho in New York and Soho today is very different. Obviously, we all know the artists have been kind of pushed out because who could afford? rent of, you know, 8000 a month. But I was trying to get the sense and we haven't been to Asheville and it's a place of interest. And I was wondering what it was like, you know, 10 years ago, as opposed to now and have those people moved out because of all the newness that have come in. So it's it's, it's hard to say, you know, yeah, between I mean, the we weren't here here. then, but I, you right, know, I can right. say that like Missy, Missy said about, you know, the, there's a commitment to recognize that climate change and sustainability are things that need to be addressed. I think Asheville is also cognizant of the arts and the food scene that's here and has been here. They're aware of the attraction of the Blue Ridge Parkway and the mountains. And so there's a commitment to be preserving that. How successful that will be over the next 20, 30 years, we'll see. But there's an acknowledgement that those things are important pieces of the past Right. That make this place unique. And there's a commitment to make that be a part of the future. And that's also a lot of work, I guess, for the landmark preservation committees <laughs> to make sure that they're enforced and so forth. OK, so we have the right. you know, we have the River Arts District, which is really kind of dedicated right. to preserving the arts and the artists that are here. And mm-hmm. and there's an awareness that, you know, as things grow, they, they can be priced out of being able to be there. And there's a commitment to try and have that not happen. Right. Well, that's good. That is an acknowledgement. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about, and, and I know we mentioned this briefly, the airport. How far is it to where you guys are? And is it, w- what types of flights are there? Are there any international? It's about 15 minutes away, 15, 20 minutes from the, probably 20 minutes from the center of the city to the to the airport. Okay. But it's right down the interstate and it's right adjacent to the interstate. So there's no long roads to get into the airport once you're off the highway, but it's a regional airport. So there's no international flights from Asheville. How many air- airlines do you think? There's probably half a dozen airlines that fly in and out of Asheville. Mm-hmm. So you really have a lot of choices in terms of major airlines to connect through. We also have taken advantage of the fact that Greenville, South Carolina is only 45 minutes away and Greenville 
Was it what? I thought it was an hour and 15. Okay. It's within easy driving distance. You know, mm -hmm. if, if you're in North Jersey, the difference between going to JFK and Newark <laughs> yeah, yeah. is right. the same as us going to Greenville. Okay. And Greenville has a lot more, it's a bigger airport, has a lot more connections that are direct. So there, there are places you can go directly from Greenville with just a, an hour long drive. So we have gone in and out of Greenville some. And then two hours to our east is Charlotte. It's about two hours drive. And on occasion, we've driven to Charlotte to go out of there for ease of flying connections. And then you leave your car there. Yeah. All these but Greenville's a really easy airport to get in and out of if you if, if they have options that the Asheville airport doesn't have. Right, right. All right. All right, let's move on. I love college towns. You have an Asheville, University of North Carolina, Asheville. Did that impact on your decision to move there at all? The fact that there's yes. a college there? Yes. Yes. We definitely wanted to be someplace that had a university because uh, we think it, it makes a difference in terms of the community and it makes a difference in terms of availability, access to, to what's going on in the rest of the world, you know, some educational opportunities for the community. So we definitely didn't really seriously consider any place that didn't have a significant school mm -hmm. nearby. Yeah, we actually made that uh, a criteria as well. Or Gene always wanted to live in a college <laughs> town, but mm -hmm. um, I didn't realize until this last year that I took, I enrolled in two separate colleges and I've taken painting and printmaking and I cannot begin to tell you how much I appreciate the proximity. The world is your oyster. I was looking at the uh, course listings and it's a little odd depending on the class that you take. If you're at a public university, then in most states, there are programs that are called either 60 plus or uh, seniors or what have you. And all I've had to pay is the registration fee and the parking fee, should I have a car? And I've been sitting next to these 18, 19 year olds. <laughs> <laughs> Being near a university has become nearly at you know at the top of our list because it's it's just wonderful and and you continue to grow. You could have I feel like I'm in my third career now. Who knows? I'll be a painter next. Or so <laughs> it's great, yeah. And have you have you taken advantage of any of the um, courses? courses or anything around you? Or? Yeah, I, I've taken one with the the university here, and I continue to to take online the continuing education things out at Stanford that we were involved in when we were there. Pandemic gave a real boost to yeah. <laughs> the number of offerings online. Right. Uh, the University of North Carolina at Asheville actually has a particular senior program. And it's so popular that you actually have to you register for a class and you get into a lottery. <gasps> Oh to goodness. get in the class. Okay, uh, there you go. They're off the list. I mean, I got in, you know, I, I've done it once and I got in. He so got in. He got in. Preference to people that just want one class. Well, and they it also register depends on what you. you're taking. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you only want one thing, you have a reasonable chance of getting in that. Uh, that was an online mm -hmm. thing too, though. Did that, does Ollie I have? I chose, they yeah, have in-person. They have, do have in-person options too. Yeah, yeah. You have to have parking sticker to right, yeah. park there and all that. May I ask, what was the course that you got into? Was that the photography one or the Western one or the... No, it was, um, it was looking at the history of liberal democratic values from Wilson through FDR. <laughs> Maybe that's why you got in though. Not right? of course you're thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The other thing that you've done as far as classes, it's not associated with the university, but because there's such a vibrant art community here, yeah. there's how many different wood turning clubs? There's actually three different wood turning clubs. Oh my goodness. And so I joined one. It's at on the Blue Ridge Parkway. There's a folk art center and they have demonstrations every month and they have 
450 members who oh my goodness who are interested in wood turning and this is one of the three groups that are interested in wood turning gosh so, so crazy. craft kinds of things here are really right. you know craft and art kinds of things there's just you, you can't turn around you know turn around and throw a dart and you'll hit some group that is involved in crafts that's um, that's the draw really so, so guy you're going to have a, a lathe in your house <laughs> I I've had a lathe. Melissa, I was 14 at... years old. Oh. Yeah. He has he has two lathes in the house. Oh no! Oh my! You brought him. We were splitting time across the country, and the lathe doesn't take up a whole lot of space. I actually bought a second lathe, so I had one in Florida and one in California. That's and now that we've moved to the same place, I have two. Then I need to get rid of one, probably. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> Well, that was my concern. You know, if you live abroad, you can't be carrying like your your, yeah. your pottery or your, your kiln, you know. Right. So what do you do? Right. You have to have locations. that. Well, and a lot of these, you know, this particular wood turning organization has somebody gave it a big endowment. And so they actually have a center with multiple big lathes. So people who don't have lathes at home can still do wood turning by coming and using the center. And so it's it's really a neat, neat opportunity. And oh, down in the arts district too. I mean, there's multiple places where you can go there and just like do ceramics. I mean, you pay a fee Right. And they have wheels that you can use and kilns that you can use and stuff. Most of them have like they have that center area where you can just go and make stuff if you want to. And then if you're like really pretty good or at least very commercially motivated, you can get a little, you know, you can get like a little booth, booth kind of in there as well. But you don't have to do that. You know, there right. are places um, because of the arts community where you can do a class in drawing or painting or mm -hmm. ceramics or mm -hmm. that's, you know, that. And that's in addition to the college. So that's really neat. Right. Gil, I'm shocked you're not hooked on this place. You're all about the arts. Well, I can't be in a lottery. I need to know whether <laughs> I'm getting into a class. You I don't know if you get into a class That will hinder my plan. But you got knocked out of a class here. It's the same thing. No, no, no. I haven't gotten knocked out of anything. You did yeah. too. A lottery oh, no, no. thing turned out to be really, really pretty simple. You know, yeah. it was like two months before they have the lottery. And then you're notified if you got it. And if you, yeah. you still have like a month before the class starts where people can fill in the open spaces or people can choose to drop it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it's... It was much, when I first read about it, I thought this is really cumbersome. Um, yeah. But when I went through the process, it went really pretty smoothly. It's kind of like being out of college and like the really popular classes. Yeah. Right. You, know, you had to wait till you were a junior or whatever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, because I have paid, you know, hundreds of dollars for courses. And, you know, for example, I've taken silversmithing, but it's $400 for three hours and I'm done paying those fees. We have a place here, actually, that charges maybe 20 25 an hour and and that's more reasonable all right we're okay. winding up and we'll, we're gonna let you go eat okay, but yeah well, you've been, but, i'm sorry we've taken so, yeah, up so much here, but right? I, I have a question i have to it's a burning question oh no <laughs> all right i've heard about this thing in Asheville called the friday night drumming event known as the Asheville drum circle yes what is that all about <laughs> You I have it. not participated. Um, <laughs> Do you know where it is? It was in it was in the park oh. in the center of town for a long while. Oh. I don't know what happened with it during COVID, but it's it's really just another community art kind of a thing where you know I mean it was a it was a drum circle and they they met and they did it. People were welcome to join in, and according to the paper, it has re it restarted. You know, it, I don't know whether they stopped doing it all together during COVID or what, but there was some 
something in the paper a couple months ago about it restarting, and I I don't know exactly where it is, and I haven't participated. But yeah, it's just one of the many <laughs> one of many things that people in other parts of the world look askance at that we like in Asheville. <laughs> <laughs> Have we left anything out? Is there anything you'd like to add for our audience? Um, any words of wisdom? Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, guy, you've been retired since you were 42, 43. Yeah, you have a lot of experience in this. And and Melissa, did you retire? After no, I actually retired at four, 1994. So before Guy, when Jeff was born. When Jeff so, was... Yeah, yeah. So I've been retired since 1993. I kept saying, you know, when the kids got elementary school, I'd go back. I could still have a 25 year career, and <laughs> I just I never went back. I never went back. I just kind of got to the point where I realized that I enjoyed being able to do other things. I mean, medicine changed a lot from the time that we got into. It, but yeah, so I've been basically retired since our third child was six months old. Okay. But I, you know, I had the I had the time and the ability to do so many other things with not having to work. So we were really fortunate in that in that regard. Right. Yeah. My words of wisdom would be don't retire. You're right. Do something worthwhile and just change what you're doing. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I love yes. that. Death is what retirement is for. You know, you, there's 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 going to be plenty of time for you to rest. You know, nobody's going to bother you. Nobody can take things away. You know, you'll be safe. But that's what death is for. As as long as you're alive, you ought to be doing something. You ought to be learning something. You ought to be giving something away. And you ought to be working. Doing something. With okay. It. That sounds wonderful. Death is for the dead. I'll have to remember that. When my father looked out the window after he stopped working, full-time employment, and I would walk up to him and say, what What are you doing? And he'd say, I'm waiting for death. And I know. And I would say, well, let me know when he arrives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they had a funny relationship. Oh, we had a yes. wonderful relationship. You don't have to wait for death. It will catch up with you no matter what you're doing. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't want to hear any more All right. of this. <laughs> All right. I just want to say our guests have been Guy and Melissa Hoagland, and I'm so glad we didn't find anybody for Asheville to you guys, because you were tremendous. Yeah, you guys are wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much for spending the time with us. We'll be in touch. Okay, take care. Take care. Thank you. Bye. 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 We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you know someone who's relocated for retirement and wishes to share their story with us, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is gg at retirethere.com. Our website is retirethere.com. And you may follow us on Twitter at retirethere underscore. Now, if you've liked our show, please subscribe and rate it in Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, be well. Be well.